Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is Zach Petra. He used to write for us here at the Viking Age, but now he's helping run things over at the NFL Draft Bible, which recently became part of the Sports Illustrated platform. So welcome to the show, Zach. Hey, thanks, Adam. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been an inter- in- interesting transition covering just one team and now going to cover the entire NFL draft. But it's a it's a blessing and a and a, it's been a blast. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure you're real busy, especially after this past weekend. All right, the 2021 NFL draft just wrapped up last week, and and this year it took place in Cleveland. Now I know you were actually there in Cleveland. So what can you maybe share about your experience of covering the draft in the host city? Yeah, I was right there in Cleveland, you know, covering the draft for, for every team, every pick, you know, we try to get out on social media and whatnot. Um, I can tell you right now, Cleveland, amazing city. Mm -hmm. I love Cleveland. Like if I ever wanted to go on vacation and just wanted to just chill Mm -hmm. and just hang out and go to, go to a couple bars or go to a couple games or something, something like that. I'd go to Cleveland because it's, there's so much going on and, mm-hmm. and it's, but it's so relaxing, like a lot's going on, but you don't feel like a lot's going on. So mm-hmm. there's so, like, there's just so much to do. You don't feel overwhelmed. Um, so I love Cleveland and they did a great job. Uh, embassy suites in, in Rockside, uh, Cleveland did a fantastic job, uh, with everything they did. Great hotel there. Um, but just being able to talk with prospects, being able to talk with, with other people that cover the NFL draft was amazing. You know, I met some really great people, um, you know, connected with a lot of, a lot of people that were, were, were just fun to talk with, you know, um, getting a chance to talk with some of these prospects down there too. You know, we only had like 13 down there. Um, and I, you know, I talked to quite a few of them. I'll tell you like Jalen Waddle, man, I know, I know a lot of people saw him all dressed up and whatnot, you know, had his sunglasses and everything like that. It was, it was funny. I'm sitting right next to him. And I was speaking with his agent a couple of days beforehand, 
and I'm sitting next to him as, as he's coming into the interviews and, and he's like, Oh, Hey, you know, what's up, man. And he's like, hang on real quick. He, he takes out his grill and he's like, I'm blinging. I got to get ready for this. And he's just, <laughs> he, he was just so free spirited. And it was, it was a blast to get to talk to him and, and guys like Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, Caleb Farley, um, didn't get a chance to talk to Christian Derrissaw cause he wasn't down there. Right. Um, but it was just, it was, it was a blast, you know, covering all three, all three days of the NFL draft, the, the NFL draft Bible had 15 hours of coverage day one, day two and day three. Um, you know, so we were rotating guys in and making sure everything was covered. Um, but it was fun, man. It was my first time being able to go down live and cover draft live. Uh, so that was a different experience, but, um, you know, I took a lot from it and, you know, it was something I'll never forget. You know, Cleveland is, you know, to be honest with you, it's always going to be my heart just because this is the first draft mm-hmm. I was actually live covering. So it was a great time, tremendous experience. And, and I learned a lot and, you know, there's just, there's nothing like being down live in a draft and being able to cover every prospect and getting a chance to talk to them. So I definitely, definitely had, uh, was very grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. Cleveland's a, a good city. I've been there. I went there. When um, my wife and I were driving cross country to move to California, um, one of our stops was in Cleveland, and so we went there, went to the you know Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and checked out the the, the Brown Stadium. And yeah, it's a good I, st- I wish I could have went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, it was right there. Like our yeah. entrance for the media was right there, and I kept telling myself I gotta get there. <laughs> I love rock music, yeah. and I would have just loved to just go check that out. Yeah, I just didn't have didn't have time, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, like bunch of artifacts and stuff you know like beyonce's dress and michael jackson's glove or whatever like lots of cool stuff in there Um, oh that's awesome did you stumble upon any maybe like good places to eat or was there just not a whole lot of time to explore the city because you mentioned you you weren't able to get to the rock and roll hall oh man i had a i had a few great spots to eat speaking of stumbling real quick just to go off topic for a second i I was walking down i was walking down the road uh, coming into the draft mm-hmm. and I noticed this guy and I was like, man, I recognize this dude, but you know, I figured he, I figured this certain guy would be here, but I'm like, I don't know if he'd like just be on the road right now. Like that's mm-hmm. odd. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I see him up on stage and he's announcing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was right there next to the stage. I took a second to kind of step out and see the crowd. And all of a sudden it's machine gun Kelly and a little backstory to my personal life is my oh. wife loves MG- MGK. Yeah. Like her, her celebrity crush is MGK. My celebrity crush is Megan Fox. So it kind of like oh, works perfectly right oh, there, you wow. know? And uh, so like I'm walking, I'm walking back to the media room and like at the end of the draft, I'm walking back and, you know, uh, I, I'm walking up the street to, so go back to the food in a second mm-hmm. here, but I'm walking up to the whistling, whistling pickle right now, whistling mm-hmm. pickle. No, not, not that. Li- the licking lizard, the okay. whispering lizard. I'm butchering it, man, but it was a <laughs> tremendous bar. But I see this guy running up, and like he's, it was like Machine Gun Kelly chasing fans up the street and whatnot, like wow. just to mess with them. It was a blast. But um, back to the food, though. Uh, Winky Lizard is what it was. Yeah. Winky Lizard is the bar. Tremendous food, great wings. Uh-huh. I tried their hottest sauce. And it was, uh, it was the hottest one. It's got like scorpion pepper or whatever. (laughs) And honestly, man, like I've had scorpion pepper cheese. I love that stuff, but I had the sauce and I, I told the waiter, I looked at him like, dude, like I knew it was hot. Like you didn't tell me I'd want to (laughs) like jump into a a, a pool of milk, man. Come on now. (laughs) Um, it was cool though, too. I I met Phil Steele. Um, if you're not familiar with the name, you know, he's got the, he's got the magazine and and does a lot of college football stuff. Great dude. I went out to dinner with him. Um, I, I, I really feel bad for, for forgetting the name of the, 
of the restaurant we went to, but we, they, they aged these steaks for like 40 days in like oh, bourbon wow. barrels or something like that. It was amazing. And Phil Steele's a, uh, was a, he's great company. I, I loved getting a chance to hang out with him and, and meet him and kind of pick his brain on the football side of stuff. Um, so yeah, there's, there was a lot we did out there, man. It was, it was really fun and, and really cool getting to meet those guys. Yeah, Cleveland's it's a good spot. It's under I think like I feel like it's kind of an underrated. It was, it was funny, city. man. I like driving to the airport, and I asked my I asked my my brother and and uh, one of our buddies were were in the car, and I'm like, hey, either you guys been to Cleveland? And they're like, why would we ever go to Cleveland? And I'm like, yeah, it's a good question. But then I get there, and I'm like, this is awesome, dude. I love Cleveland. So it's LeBron from it. Well, outside of there, you know, they got the Indians. They got obviously the Browns aren't. Oh, I went to a good. Twins game out there too. Oh, you did. Twins were playing while I was out there. I, there I saw the Twins game and and they got their rear ends kicked on Tuesday, but um, I got to change. So to like the fans of Cleveland too, I'm at a, I'm at an Indians game. They love their Indians and everything mm-hmm. like that, but that is a straight football town. Like yeah. I'm in the stands walking around kind of getting yelled at because i'm not supposed to do that but i'm like trying to you know <laughs> just just to get to know a couple people out there and whatnot mm-hmm. and i'm talking indians baseball twins baseball blah 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 whatever and they're like wanted to talk browns and this that and the other thing i'm like i'll talk football with you you know i got <laughs> that's a football town man mm-hmm. it was sweet yeah um kevin stefanski is doing some good things oh dude you know how many times sure. they thanked me for kevin stefanski <laughs> like i'd get in an uber car and they were like they were like, hell, you know, where are you from? You know, covering the draft. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm from Minnesota. They're like, oh, thank you so much for Kevin Stefanski. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next year, the draft's in Vegas. So, you know, better start getting ready Mar- for that. It's, it's right already now. booked, man. Oh, it's already man. booked. Oh, man. Just yeah. prepare. You just got to prepare yourself mentally for that, for all that stuff that's. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Really I, I actually, I brought my wife to. Yeah. Sorry. I brought my wife to Cleveland with me and she, she mm-hmm. had a blast, too. There was, there was, like I said, there was plenty to do. And I told her next year's in Vegas. She's like, I'm going to that one too. Yes, I'm like, yeah. yeah, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to get rid of her before that. So, no. Yeah, she'll be like, I'll at least stay until we go to Vegas. And then, you know, we'll figure yeah, things out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, let's dive into what the Vikings did in this, this year's draft. I brought you on here. So, we, maybe we could go through each pick. We'll give each one a grade and then try and figure out an overall grade for how Minnesota did. In this year's draft, so we've got eleven players. Are you ready, Zach? I'm absolutely ready to break down this great draft class. All right, let's just start off right now with pick number one in the first round for the Vikings, Christian Darisaw, a left tackle from Virginia Tech. What would you? What grade would you give this pick? If, if I could give a grade higher than an A plus, I would. Oh, wow. Because this. This whole, I mean, this the whole situation mm-hmm. getting Darisa was was phenomenal because I'm sitting there, you know, and I'll give a little backstory about how I feel because when you're in the media room, you can't like you don't really want to show that you're a fan of one team or another when you're covering every single team, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm actually down interviewing Devonta Smith, yeah. and I'm watching the TV, and I see that the Vikings are coming up, and you know, I, I asked Devonta a couple questions, whatever, and I look up at the TV. And, and the Jets are on the clock. I'm like, well, the Jets don't pick till like the 20s. What is yeah. going on? And and all of a sudden, I see Elijah Vera Tucker going. I'm like, okay, some, something's weird. So I get back up to the media room. I'm like, what happened to the Vikings pick? Like, oh, they traded back for the Jets. And I'm like, Darisaw's on the board. Vera Tucker's on the board. Why are the Vikings trading back? And, you know, so I'm a little confused. I'm like, you know, kind of panicking a little bit. I want Dar- I want Darisaw. Like, that was the guy I wanted at 14. He obviously didn't go at 14. Um, and he's falling. He's falling. And I go on the show, the 
the the show we're doing for uh, for uh, the uh, the NFL Draft Bible, and we're talking about who where Derisaw could go, why Derisaw is falling, and we're we're sitting there talking about Washington. Uh, I believe at pick nineteen, like hey, maybe they could take Derisaw, help build up that offensive line. They ended up going Jamin Davis, uh, which I thought was a good pick for them too. But then <laughs> he's still there while we're picking him. I'm like, we just traded out of that fourteen pick. Got a got got good draft capital that we that we could have used because you know as you as you and I talked before the draft, the Vikings, you know we we were talking about them you know trying to jump back up at the second round, mm-hmm. and you know now they got all this capital to potentially do that and they get Christian Darista. I mean, come on, that is a dream come true right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a good move. I think um, I'm going to ask you after this like a question about it. But I like the I like the trade that they made. I, I no nobody thought they were picking at fourteen. No nobody who's nobody who's ever watched the Vikings in the last you know handful of years with Spielman in charge thought they were going to. pick I also at 14. didn't expect Darisaw to be there though. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. I thought they were going to go with Pay. I thought they were going to get Quiddy Pay, but obviously he went yeah. to the Colts before then, and I would have been curious what they would have done if he was still on the board at twenty three. Because um, I'm sure Mike Zimmer would be pounding the table for him. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, all right, moving on to the third round because the Vikings had no picks in the second round. They had quite a few in the third round, so we'll start off with uh, nobody. Nobody's been talking about this pick at all, so we'll, just, we'll see if we can figure anything to say about it. But Kellen Mond, uh, quarterback from Texas A&M, was the Vikings' first pick from the third round. How would you grade this selection? All right, man. Be- before I get burned at the stake, Vikings fans, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter, need to need to hear me out real quick. <laughs> oh. We're sitting at 66 and you're not okay. We're not in the war room. We don't know what's going on, but I can yeah. tell you right now that we, there was lots of talk about a quarterback run coming at the top half of the third yep. round. Yep. And I think we're all aware. I mean, I think we all need to become aware that the Vikings need a developmental quarterback that we can bring up and, and potentially take over that starting job whenever it is. They just need a backup and, too. Yeah, I mean we we have Jake Browning and Nate Stanley on the roster yeah, right yeah. now. I mean we we got to get some <laughs> some some solid depth on that quarterback depth yeah. chart. And so I'm sitting there and I you know I, I know it's coming. 
mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't know when I don't, I know it's coming, but I don't know when. And I, who went first? Was it, was it Davis mills to the Texans uh, or was it trash to the bucks? Trash to the bucks. Okay. So I knew it was coming and the Vikings come up and I know the Texans are either going to go, you know, some sort of defensive line or offensive line, but their offensive line was okay. So I'm like, all right, they, these guys could potentially go quarterback mm-hmm. with this pick with the Deshaun Watson news. So I'm sitting here thinking like the Vikings are going quarterback because you know, what we just talked about. And of course they go Kalamond. And the thing about Kalamond, I loved him in the fourth round. I was thinking like we, the, the Vikings need to snag him in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be tremendous value for him. But then he comes, then this is happening at the top of the third round. And I'm like, we're getting Kalamond at the top of the third round and no one's going to like it, but I love it because yeah. Kalamond, I think we all know, how athletic he is, you know, there's, he's, yeah. he, he tested, you know, or with, with his athletic abilities, he's, he's a solid, uh, solid athlete and he's got a high potential arm. And what I mean by that is he's proven to throw, uh, be able to throw the ball short, intermediate, yeah. deep, uh, outside the hashes. There's so much he can do with that arm. There's just a ton of potential. And then you add the athletic ability, uh, combined to that. I mean, there's, there's just too much to love with, with the, the potential of Kelamond. Yeah. He, I've said this with, with, with Trey Lance from NDSU. I want, I wanted him to the 49ers because he could sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for, you know, yep. for this year or yep. take over middle of the year. Now, Kelamon's not that type of, you know, talent where he's going to take over this year unless, you know, God forbid something happens to Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted Trey Lance to sit behind someone. Mm-hmm. I liked him in Atlanta to sit behind Matt Ryan. You know, that's that sort of scenario behind Cam, Cam Newton in New England. So you get Kellen Mond sitting behind someone for a year or two, I'm guessing probably two years. You might get a solid quarterback out of Kellen Mond once his time rolls around. Yeah, um, I just wrote something about, you know, when Kellen Mond might make his first start up on on the Viking Age. Um, and I was going through it all, and I think it's he's either going to start to begin the 2022 season or he's not going to start at all because I think – Kirk Cousins is either going to play well enough in the next season to get an extension or they're going to figure out a way to trade him because they're not going to let him play out his contract because he has a $45 million cap hit in 2022. And the only way to get rid of that is to trade him or extend him because they're not going to just let him play it out with a $45 million cap hit. So either Kellen Mond is probably the starter in 2022 or he's... Or they're trying to figure out a way to move him somewhere else. You just sold. That's what I was going to say. You just sold me on it. Then Kellamon start next year. Yeah. It's, it's cousins could play the same way that he's been playing for his entire career. And I think the Vikings would still try and trade him. He's got to be, he's got to play out of his mind to get an extension from the Vikings next year for them to just give up on p- having a quarterback who's getting paid significantly less um and who maybe has even more potential than than cousins so um i think that's that's the scenario that's going to happen i think it's a win kind of a win-win situation for the vikings you know maybe obviously depending on how how well kellen mon is able to develop and 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 adjust to the nfl game but i i I really like this selection for the vikings so what 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 grade did you do you think it deserves I'll give this one a B plus a B plus. And, and that's not, that's not a, you know, I do, I want to kind of stay, you know, a little bit hesitant on the quarterback selection, but I also want to give it that boost of a, of a grade of, of how important it was to draft a QB, especially with that type of QB run going, because 
you know, you got Trevor Lawrence obviously going one, Zach, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Now there's such a significant drop in talent. There's still potential, but a significant drop in talent currently that when you start seeing guys like Davis Mills, Kyle Trask, you know, those guys potentially going, Kellen Mond's in that second tier. Well, okay, Trevor Lawrence is in the tier one by himself, but right below that first round tier that you have to jump on them when you can. And, And the Vikings did a great job doing it. I'm going to give him a B plus here, even though it, I mean, it, it probably, it probably needs an A, but you know, we're going to give it a solid B plus. <laughs> and he's essentially, you, know, you look at it, he's essentially a late second round pick. Like he was picked like the second pick in the, the first round or the, the third round. So that's, third that's, round. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been 66, guys like yep. Alvin Kamara has been picked in that area. You know, there's, there's a bunch of other guys who've been picked in like the first 10 picks of the third round. So you can find, you know, great talent um early in the third one, round yeah one thing i do want to say though i talk there, there's a couple scouts i talked to that are either in the league or, or not in the league anymore mm-hmm. and they've all told me day two quarterbacks you don't always want to you know jump the gun early yeah. on in these rounds here but you know there's still what? there's still some talent that are worth it you mean not everyone's russell wilson i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought you could just or, find find them anywhere you know no, that's what, man, I, that's what I've heard from some some Vikings fans. They can just draft a quarterback and they'll be fine. Oh you know man, I'm... don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the second pick the Vikings made in the third round was uh, to me it was a little bit of a head scratcher, but maybe different to you. But Chaz, way different to me, man. Okay, Chaz Surratt. Uh, I know his brother uh, was a receiver at Wake Forest, but he's a linebacker, converted quarterback. Uh, from North Carolina. So what grade would you give to this pick? I'd give this pick a B. I love Chaz Surratt. He's okay. a potential late first round pick uh, when he was coming in, uh, coming out of the season. I believe, don't quote me on this, but but I believe he was dealing with some injuries okay. uh, when he went in, into the senior bowl. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I believe I, I heard he's something along He's a late first round pick? I love Chaz really? Surratt. I wow. think this kid shows so much potential because when you're, when you're drafting in the first round, you're looking for that guy who shows, especially late, you know, especially late. Yeah. I want to just emphasize, especially like, because top of the first round, you're looking at guys that could jump in and start right away. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking late in the first round, especially in this draft class, which is a little sl- sim- slimmer, excuse me, due to COVID, yeah. yep. uh, you, you know, you're looking for guys that you're not going to have a lot of first round grades. Um, so Chester, I, I thought could have been a guy that could sneak into the late, for, late first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excuse me, I didn't have a first round grade on him, but okay, uh, okay. I could have just seen him jumping into the late first round. Um, but I think this is tremendous value at 78 because you, you have a guy who he was a, an athletic quarterback, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and then, and then converted, like you said, but he understands how to read defenses. Yeah. And now that he is the, you know, quote unquote quarterback, uh, it was the quote unquote quarterback of the, of the Tar Heels in North Carolina. Um, he understands how to read those quarterbacks, play the eyes, play coverage, has a, a good tackling ability, but that's something he needs to work on coming over from being a quarterback. Um, but there's just so much potential in him sideline to sideline. He's, he's quick. He's explosive. He has speed. Um, so there's a, there's just too much to like not drafting him at 78. So, you know, there's so much, uh, so much, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? You need a guy like that in the middle of your defense. Yeah. Um, whether you pair him with Eric, uh, Eric Kendricks, we lost Eric Wilson, uh, Anthony Barr is coming off of injury. You, you never know what that linebacker room is going to look like. Chesserot and Eric Kendricks next to each other, that could be an extremely dynamic duo. 
Yeah, and it could happen because Anthony Barr only has he, you know, renegotiated his contract. He only has one year left now, so that could be the scenario we see in in twenty twenty two. Okay, you convinced me. Um, I was just maybe it's just because the lack of research or whatever, but I see a, a linebacker in the in the third round who I've never heard of, and I'm like, uh, I don't know about this pick, but you convinced me. Um, I, I I'm glad I could. Yeah, the the you know being the quarterback. Obviously, yeah, it gives him, he's, he's going to know where, you know, r- route, you know, how routes go and everything, how to jump them. Um, so yeah, him, having him and Eric Hendricks back there would be, would be great. You know, I don't know how his ability to stop the run or, or anything like that or, or blitz. I don't know how much they would lose from their pass rush by having him in there instead of Anthony Barr. Not that you he'll, know. um, he'll be a, he'll be a, a day one starter in sub packages. So okay. he, he, not a day one starter, but a day one guy in sub packages. He, they're going to rely on him a lot in pass coverage more. Yeah. Um, I believe they're going to probably be playing Anthony Barr more and more in runs, run coverage than, uh, than pass coverage. Yeah. Um, and, and putting Chester out in that, that situation is, so you is think my he'll guess. play? He'll, you think he'll play as a rookie? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm fine with that. If he's good enough, I don't care. Um, all right. Moving on to their third pick in the third round, uh, which is Wyatt Davis, a guard from Ohio State. Now, explain to me how a two-time first-team All-American falls to the third round. Uh, this is a pick. I'm sitting there. Next, I'm sitting about two rows away from a Vikings fan who's doing uh-huh. a podcast in the media room. Uh-huh. And I'm watching him because I knew he was a Vikings fan, and I knew why Dave Davis was coming. I've had a had it tipped off to me mm-hmm. uh, a couple picks earlier, and I'm just like, yes, like I'm so happy why <laughs> Davis is coming here. And I see this Vikings fan doing the podcast, and he's trying so hard just to keep his excitement in, mm-hmm. and it was amazing because Wyatt Davis, he 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 dealt with that Achilles injury, and mm-hmm. and, and I know a little. Uh, some people are a little afraid of of some of that that injury. Yeah. Uh, stuff that's happened which right, rightfully so but this guy i mean he was consistently mocked in in the middle of the first round yeah. consistently to the vikings mm-hmm. you know and then you know you start getting wind of the injury history you know stuff like that some of the medicals didn't exactly check out perfectly but when you got a guy i can't believe he fell out of the third like mm-hmm. i knew he, i thought he was going to go to the second like that's where that's where my prediction was was a second round pick for him after everything mm-hmm. was said and done getting him at 86 Okay, I I can't even begin to describe what type of player this guy can be if he's healthy. If he comes into training camp, if he is healthy enough for training camp, this kid could be a pro bowler. Wow. There's so much potential with him. Strength, uh, his strength and power, his ability to open up holes in the running game. You, you wonder why guys like J.K. Dobbins were such studs? This dude was paving lanes for them. Oh, it man. was unbelievable what he was able to do and just the way he worked with his center, but he didn't need to work with his center. He had his ability to man these guys up one-on-one on the inside. You don't see that nowadays. You don't see guys that, that are able to take these, these, ex, these exceptional athletes that are strong and powerful and mean and can, can just squeeze through gaps and get skinny, even though they're like three ten. this is why Davis can stop that. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that, that you're going to look back on and be like, why did anyone let him get to the third <laughs> round? Why did the Vikings even let him get to the third mm-hmm. round? But I'm glad they did because this well, is they didn't an have a second round pick. Picker. 
Uh, uh, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> this is an A plus pick here because he, a plus. he okay. his potential. I'm being I'm being I'm being I'm trying to be like that tough grader. Right. You can't be a tough grader when you get Wyatt Davis at 86. I mean, yeah, he Great was pick. a he was an All American, and Ohio State played what six games. Um, yeah, six so, games, something like that. Yeah. So they could have picked anyone else who played. They could have picked a bunch of people from the SEC or, you know, ACC or whatever. But he, well, so he I'm was doing good mock enough drafts in and I'm six getting, games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing mock drafts and I'm trying to figure out who, what interior offensive lineman to take for for the Vikings. I yeah. like Ben Cleveland out of Georgia, so yeah. I kind of like consistently had them going Ben Cleveland. I know not the greatest scheme fit, but I thought uh, skill wise, I thought it was, uh, I thought he would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get Wyatt Davis in the third round of the Vikings because that's not going to happen. And then it does. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> See, those are the things that happen. Like when everyone does their mock drafts, like thousands of mock drafts. And this is the stuff that happens. You can't, you can't predict. Listen, like, listen, I dislike mock drafts as much as the next guy, huh? but they're so much fun to just oh, look at just to oh, see they're fun. the yeah, potential. I'm not, yeah. Sure. I'm not, I'm not ragging so on him at all, but like everyone's like, yeah. oh, this is going to, I was going to be, you know, Justin Fields is going to go to the 32nd pick. And it's like, eh, I don't think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but moving on. So we gave an A plus to that one. Um, moving on to their final pick in the third round, they added an edge rusher for the first time. Uh, most people thought it would probably happen a little earlier, but they went with Patrick Jones, the second. Sometimes I like to say Patrick Jones, two. Um, just because I see that there, uh, but Patrick Jones, the second from Pitt. Um, what do you what what grade would you give this selection? I'll give this one a B. I like this pick because okay. I've talked with plenty of guys that that thought Patrick Jones was going to sneak into the back end of the first. Mm-hmm. I had I heard plenty of guys that thought he was going to be a mid second. So getting him at the back end of the third, I think, is fantastic value. I also knew some of the guys that thought he was going to go like fifth or sixth round, you know, because right. they didn't they didn't like him as, as much. Um, but I think there's there's strong potential with this kid, uh, at least to rotate early on. Mm-hmm. I think he's a solid run stopper. I think he's a better pass rusher. He has one pass rush move, unfortunately. He needs to develop more of a pass rush move, especially in the counter game, because if he gets locked up, he's locked up. Um, but he's got the strength, you know, he's got he, you know, he's he's shown the ability to to work around tackles and work inside. So he's flashed a lot of a, a lot of potential. And that that is the thing. When you talked about Quiddy Pay in the first round, that's the thing about this edge rusher class so much potential mm-hmm. in in a lot of these guys you look at like the quarterback position right you got you know all those guys that win the first round but then you look at edge rushers why did edge rushers fall well there's not a lot of it's not talent heavy mm-hmm. but it's potential heavy mm-hmm. it's probably the deepest position class when you look at potential overall mm-hmm. because there's just so many guys that you know patrick jones jason owa um, you know, I could go on and on. Jason, Jason Kando, who went a lot earlier, but I love him. But that, it's neither here nor there right now. Who's but the kid from Miami? Patrick, uh, he's the kid from Florida State. Well, uh, who's, who with, who's the kid? Uh, who's Russo or Russo? Yeah, or the other guy? Who's the other guy? Uh, Jalen Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the guy I kept yeah. hearing about. Who you know, he played one season in Miami or whatever, and he's yeah, one be. season at Miami after retiring because of medical yeah. issues and then pursued a rap, <laughs> pursued pur- pursued a rap career and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. And people, the Vic- all the Vikings wanted wanted to mm-hmm. to draft him in the first round. I was mm-hmm. like, nah. They also wanted to draft Deonta Brown in the first round. Where'd he go? Like sixth mm-hmm. round or something yeah. like that. I kept telling these guys, I'm like, just because he's a three sixty five big old mauler, he ain't going mm-hmm. in the first round, guys. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting off topic here. But Patrick Jones. Uh, I think is a solid pick and, and is someone that uh, he's not going to start day one, but he's, he's going to be like that 
Um, he's he's better than Hercules Mata'afa, but he's going to be that guy kind of like Hercules that rotates in and out and, and plays a few different positions and gets into different packages. And, yeah, like, and um, like Wanham was kind of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Kind of like that. But I do think Patrick Jones has, has a better skill set than Wanham as well. Ooh, uh, right. So, you know, I, I do like him as, as that, uh, you know, backup uh, defensive end behind uh, behind. I'd probably put him behind Daniel Hunter in that position. Okay. Um, yeah, he's kind of in the mold too of what the Vikings like in their, their defensive ends. They don't really like the 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 bigger guys. They like him to be around. I feel like two sixty, two seventy. He kind of fits that mold. And he talked about him only having really like one pass rushing move, or if he gets stopped uh, with with one with one block, he'll just give up. And I'm just thinking in my head like, oh, he's going to see. He's going to work with Andre Patterson, and that's going to get figured out in pr- real, like, yeah, he real might, easily. He'd probably be all right with Andre. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 had done well with a few people. Um, so we're we're halfway through. You need a water break or anything? You gotta, you know, get a sip. Oh, I'm I'm good, man. I mute myself and take a sip over here. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's power through then. Um, all right, in the fourth round, the Vikings went with a running back who. Also, seems like he's probably going to be their kick returner, or at least compete to be their kick returner, and that is Kane Wangu, uh, listed as a running back from Ohio State. They picked him with their first pick in the fourth round. What grade would you give this selection? I would have gave this one a C. Um, coming in, I, I didn't understand the pick right away. Yep. Um, I Knowing how the draft turned out, I'm going to give this a D. Oh. Because I know that there's a guy that was drafted round five, 157 overall, that is going to probably be a lot better on kick returns. Yeah, yeah. If you're planning on taking a guy at 119 in round four, you don't draft a kick returner unless like it's <laughs> a quarter. I want to say Cordero Patterson. He went, he went round one. But you know what I mean? Like you draft yeah. a guy that can contribute to your team. I'm sitting there watching like, I can't remember DJ Daniel. I know fell pretty far, mm-hmm. um, but I'm watching some of these guys that I really liked on film just slip and slip. And I'm like, our Darius Washington went undrafted and I'm yeah. sitting here in round four waiting for a Darius to get taken to Minnesota. And they, they, they take Wangu. And I, I hope he turns out to be yeah. uh, a very solid player. He's faster than hell, man. Like this oh, kid yeah. can run. Um, but I was not a fan of this pick. Unfortunately, I think they needed, they also, you know, Mike Boone left. So they needed, um, some more depth. Um, and then I guess that what I heard was that the Vikings running back coach, uh, Paulo Malu was like pound the table for this guy. So it seemed like he, uh, is someone who, who fits their style. He's like, he's like a, what, like a one cut guy and just burst mm-hmm. and go up the field. So that's kind of like what they're looking for with their zone scheme. Um, but yeah, I, there's not a lot of tape on him because he didn't play a lot in the, in the backfield for Iowa state. Um, so, so this makes you think that that uh, that Ricky knows something. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm definitely curious about it for sure. I think it could be maybe like an underrated, you know, thing. Maybe Madison isn't the guy they thought he was going to be, and this guy emerges as maybe the number two in a year or two. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Madison, even like you take out Madison's dreadlocks, and he's still a pretty similar running back to to Dalvin Cook when oh, it comes yeah. to his style of running. Yeah, um, I'd say a little more power. Maybe a little bit more. And a better vertical, too. Oh, well, yeah. He likes to show that off every time he carries the ball. <laughs> um, all right. In the fourth round, they also had their next pick, which is Cameron Bynum. He played corner in college at Cal, but 
Rick Spielman, who announced the pick, uh, said they're taking him as a safety. What would you give? He had, I'm not asking you to grade his, his celebration because he had one of the better celebration videos of uh, the Vikings picks out there. I don't know if you saw it of him jumping into the, the Big Bear Lake um, after he got selected. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, but what would you give, what, what grade would you give for this pick? This pick has my full endorsement. Oh, I absolutely right. love Cameron Bynum. I think this kid is a day one starter at free safety. Wow. I think this is this kid is a ro- uh, he could rotate in from day one as a corner. The Cameron Bynum is is so technically sound. His hips are fluid. He knows when to when to turn his hips and run. He knows when to break on the ball. He understands how to play the ball in the air. He's got great ball skills. There's just so much to love with Cam. And I believe I had a high third-round grade on him. I know I was, I was a lot higher on him than most. Um, I wasn't surprised to see him go this early in, in, in the fourth round. Um, th- this is – I when I tell you, like, I dang near flipped out of my chair, <laughs> I was like, almost as happy as when we got Wyatt Davis here. Wow. This is a tremendous pick. Um, he's, he's got the length, he's got the size, everything you want. He's a, he's a good tackler, technical tackler too. Like he's not one of those guys that's going to, you know, put his head down and just throw his body at you. You know, he's going to hit you head up, uh, you know, wrap you up and drive you to the ground. It's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal pick still obviously development to, to be, to be had here. I love the pick though. So a plus. A plus baby. I'm not <laughs> holding back on my cam buying love. Um, do you think because they got him and his history of being a corner is why they didn't is why they probably didn't um end up drafting a corner this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of young talent on the Vikings. You know, yeah, you look around, you got yeah. Patrick Peterson to to lead, you know, Jeff Gladney, Mike Hughes, you never know he's in a contract here now. Um so there's there's just a lot of young talent that I I just don't think that they wanted to address this. I know a lot of people wanted the Vikings to to draft a corner. Um yeah, but, Mike but take it a yeah, Mike Zimmer more than likely <laughs> wanted to take a corner <laughs> in the first round, <laughs> you know? probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, t- so waiting on a guy like Cam, you got development. You can move to free safety. You can move him to corner, nickel slot. I don't care where you move this guy. I bet you he's going to be uh, one of those guys that just sticks on the field and and has a long career. Hmm. That's that's very encouraging to hear um, because I think a lot of these late round guys people just don't know a lot about. So it's good to get you on here and and you know build these guys up and let people know because there isn't, you know, we, we all focus on the, the guys who can go in the first couple of rounds and then we're like, Oh, who, who are these guys? Who's, you know, Cameron Bynum. Who's this guy? We never heard of him. And that's, and, that's what I'm here for. And that's yeah, what the yeah. NFL draft Bible is here yeah, for. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> a little, a little behind the scenes endorsement. I mean, we do, we do a lot of work with the hub, mm-hmm. uh, which is out in San Diego. And, you know, mm-hmm. Adam Schefter mm-hmm. tweeted about that, that running back. I'm, I'm sorry. I totally spaced his name off the top of my head. Uh, Carolina signs a running back from the hub. We do a lot of work with the hub. Um, I just talked to a lot of guys with the spring league, which starts on, on May 6th, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we do so much uh, when it comes to the, like the behind the scenes, you know, scouting with some of these, you know, I don't want to call them like smaller camps because they're growing so much. We did mm-hmm. a lot with the FCF league, which, which, you know, FCF, the, uh, the Florida state quarterback, again, blanking on a name right now. Um, went to the hub and had a great 
the hub camp, you know, uh, Fr- Cheyenne O'Grady from Arkansas was, was a, was a great tenant. Francois? Is that who it is? DeAndre Francois. Yeah. He was in the FCF league. We did a lot. We, I mean, we, uh, Rick Saratella, my co-owner was, was one of the, uh, announcers for the FCF league. There's just so much behind the scenes that, that we're, that we're doing to try to make sure you guys know about these guys. Yeah. Shout out to the, the hub in San Diego. I mean, that's where I live. So I have to shout that out. There you go, man. You got <laughs> um, to get your butt out there now. I pa- apparently, <laughs> I got to check these guys out. I'll let uh, I'll give Rick a call when I'm uh, heading out there. Uh, Rick I, hey, man, I'm trying to, yeah, there uh, yeah, there you go. I'm trying to make my way out there uh, one of these days. I know Rick Saratella, my co-owner, was just out there in, in April. They got another one coming up at the end of May here that I'm, I might be out at. It's looking a little hazy, but um, I'll be out at one of them soon. You bring your wife. It's a good spot. There you um, go. All right. In the their final pick in the fourth round, they the Vikings went with another edge rusher, Janarius Robinson, out of Florida State. What do we What do we got for a grade for this guy? You, you ever take a walk in the woods and you see this tree that has roots that are just expanding out to you know you don't even know where. You know uh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they that's, trip over that's Janarius. Yeah, that's Janarius Robinson's arms. That you're seeing. <laughs> okay. The, the, the dude's got vines, like length, arms. Like they're just, they, he stands up straight and his arms dang near touch the floor. Um, obviously an exaggeration, but this, this, this kid can extend his arms, plays with good length. Uh, he uses them to keep those tackles away from his chest, which, if you don't know, controls that body. It, yeah. If that tackle gets the chest, you, you could be done for, especially yeah. in the NFL. And, this is this is a this is a guy that it's it's a pure prospect pick, where uh, get him get him with Andre and I, I think this kid could become, you know, someone that, you know, he might not be a starter, but he's going to be someone that's going to stick around and and be uh, uh who's like the guy a, a we weather, just a Weatherly or Odenabo Weatherly but um who's the guy that just went to the Giants from Northwestern yeah. Odenabo. Odenabo, sorry, I, I didn't hear you say Odenabo. Uh, yeah, it could be someone like that where you you take him a little bit later because Odenabo was a what a seventh rounder, I think? seventh round, yeah, yeah. So I think I think Janarius uh, Robinson could be one of those guys that develops into a a solid defensive end. I don't think he's a great prospect, but in round four at one thirty four, I mean, you're taking potential, and Janarius has it. I'll give it a I'll give it a B minus here. All right, and like you said, this draft, you know, they're there were less there's less talent available because so many people returned to school because of covid because you know they didn't feel like they had good enough tape or they wanted to go back and refine their skills or whatever so mm-hmm. um someone like him in a different year he might have gone in the seventh round um so mm-hmm. uh yeah I'm, I'm curious i'm curious to see i i'm always curious with the defensive ends just because of you know andre patterson's history of of just molding these guys late rounds to neil hunter everson griffin you know, Odenabo, Weatherly, like all these guys that he just turns into productive, you know, edge rushers or pass rushers or just defensive linemen that can that make a difference. So I'm, I'm always remember Ada Runa. Uh, yeah, didn't he tear his ACL? Yeah, he was at the hub a couple. Weeks I ago, think I saw ago. that. I was, uh, I was looking at that a couple weeks ago, and I saw his name there, and I was like. That's familiar, and then I was like, oh, I was yeah, excited I about it. Yeah, drafted him. How's he? Is is how's he looking? Is he looking better? You know, recovered or whatever from his injury. He he definitely seems recovered. Still, so, so, I think still some work to go when it comes to getting back to game form. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely 
on the up and up here. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a, in a training camp. Maybe not this year, maybe this year, never know, but in, in the, in the near future, I would say. All right. Keep an eye out for, was it Ade Aruna? Is that what it is? Ade? I pronou- I think, pronounced it wrong. I, 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 I don't know. Man. I hate pronouncing names you, wrong. I feel I mean, so bad. You probably just had to pronounce so many different names. Uh, this past weekend that you know you just you'd be surprised <laughs> um, some of these guys oh it, yeah uh, it, it, marlon tuliopu or whatever i still can't say it right uh, i think the eagles draft i forget who drafted them but <laughs> it's, some of these names are nuts man it's hard <laughs> it is um all right so yeah you have to imagine how roger goodell feels going up there uh you know saying all those guys so he's sitting in front of his mirror practicing for oh, like 10 for days sh- for sure um, all right, moving on to the fifth round. The Vikings only had three picks left, so we're almost to the end here. Um, in the fifth round, they went with this guy who you uh, kind of mentioned earlier as a probably a better candidate to be a kick returner. Amir Smith, Marset, wide receiver out of Iowa. What's your grade for this guy? I'm giving this a solid B. This kid, I, I yeah. loved him in Iowa. I, another guy that I'm surprised did for the fifth round because – I know we. I know this wide receiver class was historically, it, it potentially could be a historically great mm-hmm. wide receiver class when all things are said and done. Um, prospect wise, though, Amir is is a, is a quick, agile, elusive, solid route runner. Good speed. Uh, you know his his hands are fine. I don't think they're great. You know mm-hmm. he, he could still work on how he addresses the football and extending his arms and and look at the ball in and and um, but I think he's good at high pointing the ball. Um, could work on, you know, some contact at the point of the catch, but there's just a lot to like about him, especially when you see, uh, look at his game from a punt returning aspect. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a really good punt returner. Uh, you get him in the open field and, and get him to, you know, miss tacklers and, and that sort of thing. I think he's going to be a, a very, very solid player. Candidate to be the third receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. I think this kid could a- absolutely shift inside or outside. He played a lot on the outside when it comes when it when it comes to his game in Iowa. Um, so there there's just so much potential with him. He, you know, he's not going to be a two. He's not going to be a one in the NFL by any means. Uh, no, you know, no offense, Amir, but uh, <laughs> he's going to succeed as a wide receiver three mm-hmm. and as a punt returner. I mean, I, and the people like receivers or tight ends that come out of Iowa, it's always I feel like hard to judge because they're so um, you know just like. It seems like it's more traditional run, run based, or or just you know thrown to the flat and stuff like that. Because you look at someone like George Kittle, um, who's a beast in the NFL right now, and mm-hmm. he didn't have a ama- mate. I don't, I don't think he had amazing stats in college at Iowa, did he? No, no, no. So like a lot of those guys that come out of Iowa, it's it's tough well, to judge. This just came to mind. Here's what we do: we bench Kirk Cousins, we start Nate Stanley and Amir Smith Marset. Oh yeah, that's probably a great. Well, Idea, former yeah. teammates yeah and then mike zimmer gets fired okay i'm just kidding we don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i don't want nate stanley anywhere near the starting lineup um I, or, I, or jake I browning um, i agree <laughs> yeah, let's, if they're in the starting lineup then the viking season is over so yeah we're in trouble there yeah so all right we got two picks the next pick they made in the fifth round you know the vikings always have to throw in this guy that they you know found in the middle of nowhere um here's Zach Davidson, tight end, Central Missouri. Uh, what what are we grading this guy? Like, uh, Zach isn't Davidson he like, is isn't he like six seven. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a big dude. I, yeah. I like Zach Davidson. I don't like the pick though. Yeah, this is not. You don't. We we got Irv Smith. We got David Morgan. Yeah, we got who's the other guy? Brandon Dillon. 
Brandon Dillon. We don't necessarily need Zach Davidson, but he's going to come in and compete for, for, for a spot on the team. In, in the fifth round, you're not looking for starters. You're looking no. for guys that can fill depth, and hopefully you know, he could potentially do that. You know, how do they feel about Brandon Dillon? I don't know. Um, they just so signed uh, Zilstra's brother, too. I did see they signed Zilstra's and they're making brother. Him a, they're making him a tight end. Okay, well, that that crowds that room even more. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm sitting here. You know, I talked about this with with the with a round four pick with the uh, Wong Wu. I I just there was so many other players that I think had more potential or more skill even at at, at this point in the game, mm-hmm. where I don't think we needed to draft Zach Davidson, even though I do like the player as a prospect. There was just other needs to fill, so I, I'm going to give it a, a C minus here. Yeah, Zach Davidson was drafted in the same round as uh, Stefan Dix. So, so he's destined for greatness then. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. The last pick the Vikings made. Because First of all, before he announce this pick, we're in round six. Yeah. Tom Brady's pick, 199. Right, right, right. How shocked are you that we don't have a pick after this in round seven? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very shocked because Spielman's, he's Mr. Seventh Round. Like he's, he's Exactly. Got, he has multiple seventh round picks every year. You know, maybe. I'm starting to think maybe George Payton was the guy behind all these yeah, trades the and getting the late late picks. You know, Rick, let's get a bunch of seventh rounders so we don't have to like fight for undrafted free agents. Um, Speaking of George Patton, did you see the video of him hanging up on a guy? Oh, I had phones in like it's every ear so and everything. Like, yeah, I, well, I'm you, I'm starting to think he's the because the Vikings made what one trade this this draft. Is that right? Yeah, that just sounds a, right. Just the just yeah, the Derisaw trade. That sounds right. So, but yeah, like, George Pat- Patton's phone call when he hangs up on the guy because he's like, "Oh, someone's gonna yeah, offer me." I got more something pie. better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking that he was on the phone with Rick Spielman. Oh, like, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. No, you're not taking my seventh round picks. These are mine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think. Actually, I think I might have heard in Spielman's press conference or, or some video or something that Peyton was the guy who was in charge of the trade. So I'm not surprised that they didn't Ooh, interesting. make as many this year. And and the Broncos actually, they were a team that traded back a bunch of times, weren't they? They did. Yeah. So that makes a little bit of sense that they didn't have a dots are connected. There's always dots connected in the NFL. All right. So yes, this guy who I already said, I didn't think he was even on the board still. Um, I thought he would have been gone. Um, round six, the Vikings went with their final pick, Mr. Jalen Twyman. Uh, what's m- mini Aaron Donald, apparently a uh, defensive tackle out of pit with, yes, the Tom Brady pick 199. I saw someone say, you know, in a couple years, they're going to say this is the Jalen Twyman pick. So <laughs> what grade did you give this? Uh, I love this pick. Uh, I'll give it an A minus round oh, six, 199. Wow. Jalen Twyman. I know he, so he dealt with some back uh, issues, which is from what I understand is why he dropped. And I'm, first of all, did you watch his video of him getting called by Rick Spielman? Crying. I didn't want, I watched, yeah, I, there, there isn't a video of like him. No, uh, no, no, no. But, but just you like can hear video. him crying. Yeah. And Rick, Rick Spielman looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, man. But like, <laughs> I love, I love draft videos like that where the, oh, where yeah, like yeah, the yeah. picks just get so emotional because it's like, it means something to them. And because Jalen was a guy that was, you know, early on in the process, you know, over the summer into this season, man, even into like January, this was a guy that was mocked into the back end, end of the first round. He was mocked to the Vikings quite a bit yeah, you know, in was. the twenties when they were sitting there. And, you know, I watched Jalen. I like Jalen. I think he's a great, going to be a really solid prospect. 
I, there was some, there was plenty of deficiencies where I was like, I'm not taking this guy in the first round. I'll, I'll hit him up in the, at the back end of the second top half of the third. And then, you know, you start to get news about the injuries and, and this, this and that. Okay. He falls to round six. Are you joking me? Yeah. He's got power strength needs to work on, work on his technique a little bit better. Uh, winning on his inside moves. I think he could beat the guard on the outside. Uh, when he gets double, he struggles a little bit. Needs to get that knee down, t- knee bent, knee down technique down a little bit better. Um, so there are some things to work on with him. But round six, it, it, we keep mentioning Andre Patterson. You paired Jalen with Andre. Mm-hmm. I, it did, I, you know, I meant we we talked about it with Janarius. We talked about it with Patrick Jones. Jalen could potentially be the most dangerous prospect with Andre out of all those defensive linemen prospects. Oh yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm having dinner with Phil Steele, and we're it's it's middle of the fifth round. So that's we were. I got there a little early, so I had to dip out of my draft coverage. And I'm talking mm-hmm. with Phil, and we're talking about prospects and this and the other thing. He covers more college football, or whatever. So I'm driving home, and you know, me and my wife are like, "All right, you know, it's back into the end of the end of the rounds here. You know, let's just let's go enjoy the rest of the time because you know she had to deal with me the whole time covering <laughs> the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, honey, I want to take, let's go to top golf. Let's hit some golf balls around and, and have mm-hmm. a couple of drinks. And I'm watching the draft on my phone, texting everyone doing, you know, st- still got to be connected of mm-hmm. course. And I see Jalen, Jalen Twyman's name come across and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> the Vikings just landed the potential steal of the draft in round six. It's, it's a tremendous pick here. I hope he could stay healthy. You know, I hope he could get back to his form after the injury here. But this is a tremendous pick in round six. I love it. Yeah, and he gets. I I think he you know he gets to reunite with Patrick Jones uh, second. They are teammates, and then I think he's yes, yep. he's friends with Brian O'Neill too. So he's yes, got a, all a lot. Pick guys. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot working for him. And obviously, yeah, he doesn't have to start next year. He's going to be behind, even just learning behind Dalvin Tomlinson or do you want do you want to hear this Pierce. right now though? Do you want to hear what? this right now? What I could honestly see him starting five plus games next year at the back end of the year no this year at the at the end of the year well that's what i mean yeah this next season oh gotcha sorry yeah 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 <laughs> i keep forgetting what time and it's it, the nfl draft just rolled over i'm still trying to get my bearings here what year it is <laughs> it's difficult to decide you know when you make that switch from this season to next season or yeah, you know, yeah. next last season to this it's 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 the whole process i i still haven't figured it out i've been doing this for a long time. So I added up all your grades, and you have any guesses of of what you might have given the whole draft? Um, I gave some fairly high grades. I know, mm-hmm. I, I know, I gave Cam the high grade, and uh, obviously Jalen and Darius. Uh, Why Davis? I would have to say I probably gave it a, a B plus, A minus. Oh, you got a B plus. You're right. There we go. Right, right on the dot. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy fine with, with that. that grade. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think, I think, I think that's exactly probably where. I would have them if I were Listen, to just kind of if you have an, over. If you have an A plus draft, you're probably you know like the Jaguars or or the Jets or something. You're picking real high. Or someone's every, lying to you. Every, yes, someone's <laughs> lying every round. Like, yeah, like I I'm fine with a B plus draft for a team that had most of their picks in the middle of each round. Like I'm I'm fine with that. That's amazing. I mean right? B plus and and you had yeah you had no second round no pick second round yeah. Gotta, late first round pick and um yeah man this is you know you, i just i i've went over this draft 
for the Vikings specifically because I'm a Vikings fan by heart here. Mm-hmm. And I just keep looking at them like, what, you know, why did you do that here? And why did you do that there? But I love this pick. I love that pick. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's a really good class yeah, here for the Vikes. They made a lot of intriguing, interesting moves. And I think people are, are actually maybe excited about the offensive line. Heading in the, to next season, you know. Well, yeah, you look at it. Le- you know, your left tackle is likely going to be Darisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got your guards are going to be Cleveland and probably Dozier to start off the bat. <laughs> but Davis is going to, I don't know. But Davis is going <laughs> to step in eventually. <laughs> and then you got you got Bradbury as your center, mm-hmm. and then Brian O'Neill as your right tackle. Mm-hmm. Whenever Davis steps in, this offensive line has the potential to be a top five offensive line in the NFL. Oh, for sure. Um, I hate to give Vikings fans that type of hope, though, because oh, you, just, you just do know it. how it it's goes It's that time here. of year. <laughs> it's time of year we get hope, and then we get into the season, and you know, get punched in the stomach. So That sounds about right. Yeah, that's, that's the life of a Vikings fan. All right, but that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for coming on, Zach. Where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at NFL underscore Zach. Man, if you want to find me on Facebook, Instagram, it's all NFL underscore Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I post everything there. Uh, you know, wherever you can find it, we're, we haven't stopped at the NFL draft Bible. It's, it's wild. We actually just posted death charts today, there you go. which is cool. So I'll, you know, I mean, a couple of other guys are going to keep that up. Uh, so if you want to follow the Vikings draft chart, we'll have that up there for you. And then, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's three plus articles a day that we're posting out here for you guys. So, oh, yeah. uh, we're rolling into, into 2022 here pretty soon. We're also going to be covering, uh, kind of a recap of the NFL draft as well as some fantasy football stuff, which will be fun. Um, you know, so do just we, keep an eye on that. I'll, do we have a 2022 mock draft yet? Do we have one of those? We do. We dropped it on Monday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we got another one coming out next Monday. Too. All right. I knew it was coming. Yeah. We don't stop. <laughs> no. All right. So yeah, make sure to follow Zach, follow NFL draft Bible. They do uh, great work over there for sure. Um, Follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.